passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You hear that? Your dog knows. Spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Valspar Championship. Joining me to break it all down, it's Kyle Porter. KP, hello, sir. What up? Back at it another week. Post players championship match plays next week. Masters in three weeks. A lot going on. It's how a lot dare, of fun. How dare you not mention that next week is also the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship? Well, I was getting there. You interrupted me, but I was gonna. I was gonna throw that out there. Oh boy, what a day! Okay, um, have you noticed how often? So, so you and I do this on Thursdays. And mm-hmm. literally every Thursday, that man, Jordan Spieth, is in the mix. Have you noticed how frequently that happens? Well, it happened at Sony. That was the first time. It happened at – was it a, uh, was it Players or API? What? Uh, it was Players, right? I think it was the Players. Yeah, because we were like, eh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we spent like 35 minutes on it. Yeah, that's right. But like, but even, even, didn't he miss the cut once? Like, he, he was like, Sony. first round leader. Okay. So, and so he should have missed the cut of the players. It doesn't even matter how he ends up finishing. He's always the Thursday conversation with us. Well, because he knows that I have to talk about it. So he's just giving us, giving us the goods. Uh, I don't know if we have his scorecard, but he, there we go, producer Josh. He put it out of his mind, Rick. Yep. 4.2, 4.1, something like that. His best putting performance since round one, Colonial 2021. Here's the thing that's interesting to me, Rick. And he was talking about this afterward, and it it is very pertinent to his game this week, but also like the Masters and everything that's coming up. He said the way – I'm paraphrasing, but he said the way that I've been putting – 
And the confidence that I have with my putter, it allows me to not have to kind of fire at pins. And he said, he, he gave an example of, uh, I think it was the seventh hole on, uh, maybe it was his seventh hole. I, I don't, I don't know if seventh hole on the course or seventh hole that he played, but he said, that's not a pin I should go after. And I have basically, I have confidence now that I can two putt from 35 feet. So I just hit it to the middle of the green, take my two putt and move on. And the imp- he didn't say this, but the implication was that a year ago, two years ago, th- whenever that he didn't have the confidence to do that. And so he was kind of ripping at some pins that he shouldn't have been and getting himself into trouble. I thought that was a, we were just talking about core strategy. I thought that was a really interesting sort of unintended benefit that you and I don't think about or talk about that often when we think about guys having confidence with their putter. Yeah. That's when you hear the thing when they say, Oh, you know, poor putting it like has ramifications through the bag. Like that's, that's, that's a concrete example of it. Yeah, because you because guys will get especially guys that struggle with their speed some. And JT's called Spieth the best speed putter I think ever. Like he, his speeds are so good, but when he's not confident with it, he's like, "Well, I can't be sixty feet away because that's an auto three putt in his in his head." He's probably saying so. It's just you know somebody that whose speed is really really good right now. I would say is Max Homa. I mean, some of his speeds at the players championship last week, it was like, man, that's so good from like 40 feet, 50 feet, wherever. And it just, it does. I mean, confidence is like so much of this and it, and it, it trickles down to the kind of the rest of your game. Jordan Spieth an opening 67 out in the morning. That's four under par for birdies, zero bogeys. He is one shot off the pace. We are being, uh, led here by Ryan Brem, who made Nace today, 66, Stephen Yeager, 66, and Adam Shank currently uh, on his final hole of the day if he makes par, hole shoot a 66. we got a couple guys out there. Uh, the other big name from the early wave was, was Sam Burns, KP. Uh, got off, uh, shot out of a cannon this morning. Well, I guess a little bit. He makes bogey on his first hole of the day. Birdies on his second and third holes of the day. He started on the back. He made the turn in three under, got another one at number one, gave a couple back coming in, but here's Sam Burns, a couple shots off the lead going for the three-peat. Yeah, you know, uh, Brim was actually talking about him. Uh, Brim shot, what, 65? Six. Six, par 71. Uh he said, because they're because they asked him, he made the one, and they're like, Hey, are you getting are you getting comfortable out here? You played great. He goes, No, I'm n- nobody's comfortable out here except for maybe Sam Burns, mm-hmm. who's going for his his third victory in a row. So yeah, good, good start for him. Burns has kind of low-key not been great so far this year. Uh let me see if I can pull up his here. Did you hear what he said afterwards? Uh, I did not. No. The Sam Burns, uh, we're coming full circle here. Sam Burns' driver failed the test at Riviera. Oh, okay. So he has been testing new drivers, and he said, I think he said today, I've just gotten comfortable with the new Callaway one. So this this goes back to the conversation where Rory did not even want to subject himself or Taylor made to that bad test. Sam Burns told us he got a bad test and his driver failed. So he had to switch drivers and, and he was alluding to that being the reason for his struggles. Now the stats might say things differently, but that, no, that, is, I, that, that is what Sam said. Yeah, I think that's fair. So 
T11 and American Express, T6 at Phoenix. So that was good. Good good numbers there. Uh, cut at Riv, horrible driving accuracy. Cut at uh, Bay Hill, horrible driving accuracy. And then T35 at the Players' Championship. So he just, you know, he, he's somebody that we talk about this kind of lower end of the Ryder Cup team. Or I talk about this. I don't know if we talk about this. You, uh, you, rant, you rant about it and I nod along. Yeah, we <laughs> we talk about the lower end of the Ryder Cup team. We talk about Keegan Bradley and Tom Hoagie and all these different guys. And Burns is somebody that you really want to see. We talked about Aaron Wise at the end of last year. It, Burns is somebody that you want to see like take hold of one of those bottom five spots or whatever. And he's been a little disappointing so far this year. But, you know, new driver, maybe turn it around. I don't know. We'll see. The man pacing us is is Ryan Brem. We'll hit on him real quick because one, he made a one. He made that on seventeen. It was a, it was a beauty. Had a lot of spin. Just hooped it right on in there. But we're entering kind of Michael Kim territory here. So uh, Brem won the Puerto Rico Open last year. He then missed nine of his next ten cuts, and then coming into this event, he has missed seven of his previous eight. So I, I don't know. File it under golf is weird. Part nine thousand. It's, I mean, his numbers are extraordinary too because he doesn't gain in any category. It's 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 really bad. Uh, golf is weird and bizarre. I was actually watching the one, or I was watching PJ Tour live when he made the one. Uh, coach was on the call. Coach was yelling and the hollering, coach. and yeah, it was it was uh, it was a tailor made moment for him. Um, no pun intended. Ryan Brim is not a tailor made athlete, but yeah, I mean, uh, do I think that this is a lead that's going to hold up? Probably not, but that's how golf goes. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you make a one and you go on to win the tournament, even when you've missed eighty cuts in a row. What would you rate those sunglasses he's wearing out of 10? Well, he might be a little, I don't know how old Ryan Brem is. He might be a little old to be wearing those. Like those to me, I, when I see those sunglasses, all I think is Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> I can tell you how old he is. What is he like 36? <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, or like Bo Bichette or something. I think young <laughs> potential superstar baseball player. And I don't think Ryan Brim. They're sick. I mean, objectively, but I I I just don't know if they fit the the player. This is gonna be very specific, but do you remember like a decade ago that Australian kid went viral because he like threw a massive party at his house and like the entire country was invited and a bunch of people showed up and then he went viral for it. I don't know. I don't remember this. <laughs> I feel it, like these are the sunglasses that guy would wear. <laughs> was it, it wasn't men. Woo, was it? I don't think so. Uh, we'll have to find that. I'll have to find that meme later. Um, all right. So uh, the afternoon wave headlines by Tommy lad, Tommy Fleetwood goes out in 33 offsets, a pair of, bogeys with a pair of birdies coming in he is three under par that is 68 so he will likely be two shots off the lead tommy was one of the favorites coming into this week kp uh so some decent expectations for him 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got to get off the. He's got to. He's got to win a, a PGA Tour event at some point. I'm not. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you know, European Tour doesn't count. Like that's not what I'm saying. I, I just he, he's playing really good golf again for the most part. Uh, he's playing good golf again. I don't. I don't want to say really good because he's not playing necessarily better than Sam Burns, who I just said wasn't playing that great, but. Uh, you want to see Fleetwood go out and win. You know, I watched most of his uh, – I, I had most of his first round on. I don't know that I watched most of it. It was on. I was glancing back and forth. But uh, the th- my takeaway from round one with him, Rick, he's just so much fun to watch play golf. There, there's, there's guys out there that, you know, you watch him and you're like, I don't know. Th- this is like – he's good. But he's like good and he's fun to watch, which is – uh, kind of a rare combo. So I, I, I would love to see Tommy Fleetwood get a win going into major season. Yes, he is uh, incredibly fun to watch. A couple of notables before we talk about the odds, if you want to hit on any of these guys, KP. So in it two under, that's a 69, Adam Hadwin. Uh, Justin Thomas is also there. Ben Griffin, Davis Riley, just a couple of lurkers who are all very much still in the mix because the scoring average today was, last time I checked, a shot and a half over par. Yeah, shot and a yeah. half over par. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about some of those guys, but let's do it in relation to the odds. Okay. Before we do that, uh, pr- producer Josh, share my screen because thanks to the chat, we got Corey Worthington uh, was the Aussie party kid. 9B Productions tells me that. So this, this is the kid that I think would wear those glasses. Uh, he threw a massive party. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that, that does not look like Minwoo Lee. So no, but it also does not look like looks, Ryan Brem. It looks more like Hunter Mahan than either of those guys. <laughs> he was also okay. So he is best known for holding a large house party that was reported worldwide. He threw a party whilst that's how you know I'm on an Australian website. Whilst his parents were interstate and soon spun out of control, hundreds of rowdy teenagers were overflowing onto the streets, clashing with police. Um, his interview went viral. He became an icon for teenage rebellion. He then made appearances on Australian big brother and Australian Ninja warrior. What a, what a world. Where else do you possibly get this level of analysis? <laughs> Who do you guy? think he looks like? Doesn't he, does he look like Hunter Mayhem? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's definitely the, I mean, that, that <laughs> blonde over those Maybe blonde some, locks some, sticking out some Charlie Hoffman in there. Yeah, oh, that's good, Charlie Hoffman. All yeah. right, we will talk about those other guys, but and we will do it in relation to the odds board. But first, we'll take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And we're back. That. that was an adception. You were in that ad. It's crazy. I'm everywhere. That's sick. Congratulations. It's awesome. Thank you. Let's show the betting board. Thank you much. All right, here we go. Top of the board. Wow. Jordan Spieth, plus 550. He is, again, just for uh, those tuning in, four under par. Shot off the lead. Steven Yeager currently tied for the lead, depending on what Adam Shank does here in the next minute. Uh, eight, plus 850. Justin Thomas, who's two under, plus 850. Tommy Fleetwood, three under, plus 950. Mav McNeely, 67 today, 12 to 1. Sam Burns going for a three-peat, 12 to 1. Adam Hadwin at 15 to 1. That's the top of the board. Yeah, I- I, I like JT, all right? Uh, I don't dislike JT. I like Burns at 12. I don't... I I want to like Spieth. I don't think I do. Do you at that number? Well, I had him before the tournament started. So well, well, Was he like 12 or... He was 12, yes. Okay. So... I, I so, <laughs> this is so hard because if you just if I didn't know anything and you just handed me the stat profile and these odds, I'd be like, there's no way Jordan Spieth wins this golf tournament, or there's no way there's no way that this person that you handed me wins the golf tournament. Right, but the right, fact right. That I, the fact that I know it's Jordan Spieth and what he was before the tour, I'm just like, yeah, he might just gain 16 strokes putting this week. I don't know. Well, I think I think this is the, <laughs> totally. I think this is. We talked about this last week. Who was leading the uh, the Players Championship out of the first round? Ramy. Uh, ch- yeah, Chad Ramy. And I said I've never been more confident of that somebody's not going to win a, a, a golf tournament. I think this was his exact pro- stat profile. Yes, I feel I feel that. Yes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I think. It, it, <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I think you can talk yourself into superstars uh, a lot easier, but I, I still, we talked about this again with Spieth last week at the players. I don't really trust, do you trust him to hit it like really well for, or like even decently well for four straight day, days? I, I don't, I just don't know that I do. Now, the flip side of that is he doesn't have a ton of like heat around him. I mean, JT Fleetwood burns. Hadwin, Hadwin's playing like kind of low key really well. I I think Hadwin at fifteen is is fun. Yeah, I don't mind Hadwin. The other the other sick one is I don't mind Tommy, who you know was great from tee to green, but now okay, so I'm gonna bet the guy who has never won on the PGA Tour at plus nine fit. You know what I mean? Like all of this feels kind of dirty. Yeah. No, I I I agree. Is there anybody further down that I mean JT lost strokes putting? Uh, so he's interesting, but he didn't, I mean, he putted so bad at the players championship. He, he missed a, uh, the second I turned him on this morning, he missed like a three and a half footer. And I was like, Oh my God, here we go again. 
You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who's interesting? Akshay. I don't know what his number is. He was one under. Uh, I think he led the field in approach shots. He did lead the field in approach shots. Wow. You want me to tell you what his number is? How about this? 125 to 1. I, I'd, I'm in on that. I, I, is he going to win? Probably not. But is there a – I mean, I, I think it should be shorter than that. Only four shots off the lead. Yeah. Give me give me Akshay at 125. Give me – probably I would say Burns and Hadwin at 12 and, and 15. Did I do something wrong here? Akshay. That's for this tournament that we're watching right now, right? Yeah, okay. That's that's for like the US Open. <laughs> I know. I was double checking. No, that's for that's for this one right now. Valspar Championship. Yep, that's what we're playing. Okay. Uh, all right. Cool. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, last thing, just to follow up the ball discussion that we had on Tuesday, the takes are just I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. Like what's your favorite one? Well, the the thing that I put on, and I think I said this, I I basically said this on Tuesday, and then I put it out on Twitter after that, maybe Wednesday or something. But I said there's there's so many branches to this conversation, and we should talk about all of them because it's a massive deal, it's a big deal. But essentially, it comes down to: Do you want to go to St Andrews anymore, or do you not? Right, like if you want to boil it down to like why things are changing, it's do you want to continue to go to St. Andrews for the next 50 years or do you not? And people and the reaction to that, that people have is, well, we can, you can still go to St. Andrews. And it's like, yeah, well, you could have a U.S. open at a par three course too. If you, I mean, if you wanted, but not to go full Nick Saban, but is that, is that what we want? Is that what we want golf to be? You know? And, and I just, I, I guess I'm confused by like such vitriolic pushback. Do people care about equipment and the ball like that much? Or is it just this idea of you can't tell me what to do with my, first of all, nobody's telling you what to do. You're an amateur. Uh, but just the idea of like, I can't be told what to do by the authorities. Is that, is that it? I think it's partly raging against the machine, which is what, you, yeah, what you're saying is I don't, I don't want to be told what to do by authorities. I also think that, um, there's a weird delusion in America and 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 most countries that um, everyone will eventually be a millionaire or a billionaire. So it's like people will vote not to turn this into like a political thing. But oh, like uh, you're <laughs> not you, you didn't start it. <laughs> Here we me. go. So so well they'll vote they'll vote against their own interests because like they think one day they'll be a millionaire. And I think there is this weird. I, I know I'm an amateur, but I, I, I should be playing the same thing that they play because there is also, um, there's also a lot of other examples from other sports of equipment being limited. I mean, equipment's limited right now, right? Like we just talked about Sam Burns's driver failing a test. Like there are, there are limitations, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why this it, it, is so. It big. is weird. And I think there are, you know, I thought Greg had some, some interesting and decent points um, on Tuesday about, I can't, I can't remember what he was talking about, but like the idea of how do you, like, where do you cross over into using the ball or not using the ball in terms of like the NCAA and, and high level amateur golf? Like, I think those are, 
talking points that are worth discussing, but just this idea of like, um, uh, almost like writing for like a brand, like, Oh, part, like, part, like I, like I care about the corporate profits of Taylor made sort of like, <laughs> it, it, like, like sometimes I feel like people care more about a Kushnet than they do about the old course. And you're like, well, that's, that's a, you can do that. It's a weird thing to sort of care about unless you're like JT, you have a vested interest in it. And even then it's kind of like Titleist isn't going to, it, it's, it's a, it's a little bit like the, like, like the long hitters are still going to be the long hitters. Like the good ball makers are still going to be the good ball makers. I, I guess I just, I guess I'm a little bit, and maybe it's cause I'm not deep in like the equipment game. I'm not a gearhead, none of that. I, I, I'm kind of on the outside looking in a little bit and, and I just look at it and I'm like, I guess like, what's the big deal? Like, why is everybody so like angry about this? I think where I'm kind of circling is if we agree, there's a, a distance problem is so that, which is maybe I shouldn't assume that we all agree that there's a distance I don't, problem. I don't think everybody believes that. And, and I will say, if you, if you because people cite the scores at the old course, oh well, Tiger did this in 2000, Nick Faldo did this in 1992, totally fair. I, to me, it's more of a, like a beauty, and I said this on Tuesday, a beauty and integrity of the game problem, where it's like, well, okay, in 2022, Cam Smith is hitting driver wedge, driver wedge, driver wedge. I doubt in 1992, Nick Faldo was hitting driver wedge, driver wedge, driver wedge. That though, that's a diff. Those are it's a different game. It's a different sport that you're kind of talking about there. So I don't know that it's a score or a distance problem as much as it is like a, what do we want golf to be a problem? So if we, so if we agree, so if we can all agree that there is a distance problem and there, and something has to be done, what are the real options? I think we all agree lengthening courses is not the best option Mm-mm. because it's expensive. It's never ending. It, it just becomes continue. It's impossible to keep up with. And, and there are courses that cannot expand and courses that we want to continue to go to. So then what other options do we have? Again, it's like things you can do to the golf course, make the rough thicker, make put trees. I mean, there's problems with those too. I guess going straight to the, it's like going straight to the source. You either go to the club or you go to the ball. Or you go to the player. So what if they could, hmm, how could we limit players in some way? Make them wear those vests that Patty Harrington wears. <laughs> Everybody's got to play one of those. But seriously, like I guess I, the, the ball's kind of the logical thing to, to do. You, even if you don't like it, even if you don't agree with it, but we agree that something has to change. I think the, the ball's probably the right thing. I mean, it's got to be the ball or the or the driver, right? I think those are the only two options. Or or, or not just the driver, but the like the face. yeah, the club, the club face. Uh, I I don't know. I, I again, like this happens all the time in other sports, right? It's it's it's. I, I think what will be interesting, and this is where <laughs> ankle weights. <laughs> there you go. This is where I'm unsure, and I tweeted out a graphic on Tuesday, and I'm uh, it, it was true, but it, it might have been misleading. I don't know if 
producer Josh can pull that up, but it, it, I don't know if this is going to be helpful or harmful to the longest hitters. And I think that's where I actually, you know, I, I think it was Bryson said like, this is unfair to people who have trained to generate club head speed, which if it benefits short hitters, I actually sort of agree with that. I just don't know that it benefits short hitters. I think in, I think at worst it's net neutral. Yeah. So here's the tweet. I basically took Rom and Zach Johnson. And if you put them on a 450 yard hole and you reduce their swing speed uh, or you reduce their distance by 10% each, the gap in strokes gained actually favors the longer hitter. So the increased gap in strokes gained uh, is better for the longer hitter to be farther away at the same percentage, if that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Yeah, it does. Why, why do you think this is misleading? Be- it, because it's using... Well, it's misleading because not every hole is 450 yards. So Jake Nichols on Twitter said like on a 560-yard hole, actually the strokes gained is going to tilt toward the shorter hitter. Now, the argument is there's probably more 450-yard holes than there are 560-yard holes. And so I think, at, again, at worst, it's going to be net neutral for the longer hitter. But I do think that's a fair argument for, like, Rory and and Rom and these guys that have, like, that's part of their skill is, like, swing is, like, club at speed. But you also, know? If, we're, if, we're, if we're that deep into it at this point where we – where the 450-yard holes are going to favor one side and the 560-yard holes are going to favor the other, we've done an okay job because – because that's yeah. already how it is, right? Like if you go to a yeah. golf course where all the par threes are 230 yards, who do you think that favors, right? Like yeah. we're all, we're already there. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, th- I think that's right. Uh, I don't know. We can talk for an hour about this. We should probably let it go, but it, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting because I think the tour is, they were pretty tepid in their statement. You know, it, it wasn't like, Oh yeah, we're going to implement this. It was like, ah, oh, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, and JT brought this up. Y- you have like one, you have two or three bodies implementing it, and then two or three not. It'll never work. And, and then it's like, well, wait a second. This is. I don't know if this is. I, I actually don't think that not having uniformity is. I think. I think the only way to do it is to have uniformity, I think. Right. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. There, there could not be like, uh, if you're an elite, cause this is only supposed to be for elite golfers. If you are an elite golfer, if you are a PGA tour player, if you are Xander Shoffley, you cannot play, uh, one ball one week at the PGA championship and another ball the next week at a PGA tour event. Like that is, that would be insane. And it would be it, actually insane to ask them to do that. It would be insane. Also, they would all show up. You're not you're sure. not missing the Masters because you have to play a Fred Ridley ball. You're not missing the US Open because you have to play a Mike Wan ball, right? But it, it yeah, I almost feel like it would make it would make the USGA look the people already hate the USGA, it, which is sometimes fair, but mostly unfair. Uh, It would make them look kind of silly. And even though I think they would be kind of in the right, 
I, I just don't know if that I I don't know if that would work. It would be the but, same idea of taking your ball and going home, but it would be giving you the ball and making you use it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same. Everyone else gets the same feeling about it. Well, this is where the PJ Tour actually is kind of like we're about to find out if you know they might take like a heat check and be like actually we're going to we're going to flex our power a little bit because we're kind of feeling ourselves from having batted away live mostly uh and i think that part of it is um just the i'm fascinated by power and i think the power between the five organizations it's kind of always moving around the tour i would say has not normally had a lot of it but now that they've kind of conglomerated with the big with the the big dogs, it's a, it's a, it feels a little different, right? Yeah, and especially because they weren't they weren't the first to move on this, and now they almost get to be the swing vote, right? It's almost yeah. like it's almost like oh, we're locked at two and two. We need we need a swing vote here, and they get to be they get to be that swing vote. Yeah, and I think yeah, because I think Augusta is going to be with the USGA and RNA. I, I would I would be shocked if Fred Ridley came out in his presser on Wednesday of the masters and said anything other than we support the USGA and RNA and we're going to follow, we're going to stand with it. What, I don't know what the wording he'll, he'll use is, but then other than that, PGA, PGA of America, or excuse me, PGA, PGA tour, PGA of America. Uh, I don't know. Jeff Shackelford had some good stuff in his newsletter. People should go read it uh, about all of this today. It, it was that and the fried egg are, are pretty deep on on this stuff in ways that Rick Run Good and, and Kyle Porter are probably not. But we still enjoy talking about it. What about removing the yardages from the sprinkler heads? And they have to now eyeball yardages. That'd be sick. How I'm, sick would I, that be? I'm I'm in favor of of uh, of anything like that. <laughs> Just like guess that's what we did in high school i just like guessed numbers i don't know i could even if you gave me a sprinkler head i couldn't have walked it off do you know how much weight grower would he'd be like 100 pounds because spieth would make him walk every yardage off he'd be on the tee box and you'd say walk down to that fairway bunker and see how far it is he would be he would, he would get like nine hundred thousand steps in in a tournament it'd be absurd all right we will be back after round two, three, and four of the Valspar, see how this whole thing shakes out. For now, big thanks, producer Josh, doing all the hard work behind the scenes. KP, available on Twitter at Kyle Porter, CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.